0: This episode of TGC Podcast is brought to you by Moody Publishers. Do you long for a close community? Do you feel lonely or isolated, or that fellowship with other Christians should be easier and go deeper? In his new book, Dearly Beloved, pastor, author, and TGC Council member Vermin Pierre examines Christ's love for his bride, the church, and aims to help readers understand and develop true fellowship with those around them. Learn how to love others well, practice presence, and develop unity in the church when you purchase your copy of Dearly Beloved by Vermin Pierre, now available at moodypublishers.com.
1: This episode of the Gospel Coalition podcast is sponsored by Remodel Health, a benefits platform that uses innovative technology to steward resources back into your mission and care for your team. Visit remodelhealth.com slash greener pastures to discover more affordable health care solutions that meet the unique needs of your staff. This is the Gospel Coalition podcast, where we seek to renew the contemporary church in the ancient gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Colin Hansen. Today's podcast is a discussion with Brett McCracken, Thomas Terry, and Ryan Lister on why Christian art is often so bad.
2: All right, gentlemen, this is a hard question. Why is art in the church often so bad? Well, wow, there's a lot <laughs> There's a lot we could say about this question. Um... I think I would start, um, I kind of have a theory that is related to one of um, the greatest strengths of Protestantism, which is our kind of healthy sense of utilitarian kind of efficiency, right? Like we want to get the message out um, to the most amount of people. We want to get the gospel out. Um, as efficiently as possible. Mm-hmm. So the printing press has helped with that. That was a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, packing out stadiums, Billy Graham, like it's kind of like whatever means necessary to get the gospel out. So that's a good thing, I think. But when applied to the arts, um, it can become a bad thing because I think art thrives in not utilitarian space. Art thrives in the, the kind of superfluous mm-hmm. space and I think for Christians, sometimes we struggle with the superfluous. We don't we don't feel like there's a place for that. Like life is too short, there's too many people that need to be saved. The urgency of the mission is forcing us to kind of be efficient and utilitarian. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, when we make a film, when we come up with like music, like we want it to be about that mission. We want it to be as direct, as didactic, kind of get the message out through my film. But the problem with that and the reason why that often just doesn't resonate with people and gets panned by critics and whatever is just not good is because art isn't meant to do that. Like art isn't meant to just be a message transmission vehicle. Like it's meant to be this this breathable space, this wide open space where the grandeur and the glory of God through his creation, through creativity is... Um, is manifest. And, and I think there's ways that you can do that as and also communicate the gospel. And we can talk about that as well. But I think because we're so urgent in our mission, we have tended to um, err on the side of message over the medium and the beauty of the medium um, and the mystery of the medium, right? We don't like mystery because that feels counter to the whole like efficiency of the mission sort of thing. Yeah, we want resolve. We want resolve. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't want to leave questions in people's minds. We want the gospel yeah. to be super clear. We're answer no people questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the
3: the challenges with uh, art in the church is a is a theological challenge. Really, I think we have um, an issue with helping artists theologically think about their art, mm-hmm. and so what ends up happening is artists in the church just learn to copy uh, because they're observing other people because they don't have a theology for it so they just do what that person does derivative yeah Yeah. that i'm just doing what they do Mm -hmm. and so it just becomes really mundane and boring and uninspiring but i think when you help them theologically to think about god and all of his complexities Mm -hmm. and the beauty of who god is Mm -hmm. you touch the cosmos. You transcend this world and it opens up your palette. It gives you colors that you never imagined. It inspires you in a way that is is not just, you know, copy, copy, yeah. copy. Yeah. Uh, and so we need to spend more time being inspired by uh, things that that resonate with who God is and testify of of the kind of person God is and his work and his imprint on on this beautiful world that we live in. Mm. You inundate yourself with those things, mm. you will become inspired to create magnificent things, mm. and you'll just transcend all these copycats. And that yeah. would
1: the church would do really well to yeah. grab some theology. So on, on the flip side of the coin is, okay, so how how do we make the art in church better, or how do we make artists in the church right. better at their craft?
2: I would say we've really missed um, the education piece of it in the Christian tradition recently. Um, it's not true, you know, if you go way back. Like, the church was this this kind of location of art and um, learning about art, but recent recently evangelicals haven't prioritized like um, training in art and beauty. It hasn't been something... You know, seminaries and Christian colleges have prioritized all that much. And we, we value biblical knowledge and, and theology, and all that is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just haven't – we haven't kind of valued education and in, in creativity and beauty. Yeah. And so you have a lot of young people who, um, who want to be become filmmakers or artists, and they want to do it for the mission, and they want to, like, impact the world for jesus through those media mm-hmm. but they just haven't had they haven't done the time and you know taken that you need like to become good at it it takes time and it takes patience and um we need to value that and invest in that in the church so we should have programs in our church that are just for like artists to improve in their skill set i think yeah. um Yeah, Yeah, I think there's a much more weight on boundaries than there is the
3: exploration of beauty. Um, Because many times the church doesn't understand creativity. It's like you mentioned before, there's tension, there's Mm -hmm. mystery to Mm -hmm. it. And because it's not so black and white, they're afraid of it, what this might become. So immediately they place boundaries on it. But education will help people to understand, not just understand it, like it's something to be understood and then move on, but to wrestle with it to Mm -hmm. enjoy it to find satisfaction in it Mm -hmm. Um, so
2: those I think it's important I think enjoying it like too is huge like I think churches need to model and have events that are just about enjoying art and beauty because we're not going to just parsing it or well I mean that can be part of it like a discussion after the film but we're not going to become good creators of culture if we're if we can't enjoy it if we can't Appreciate just the beauty of it, and yeah. um, again, I mean, we get that it, in Genesis one when yeah. God created. After he created, he right. said, "What well, it's good." God delights in in the beauty of creation, and we as His image bearers should as well. Yeah. And too few churches have prioritized that, whether in their church architecture or just what they do on stage. I mean, we should have film nights. We should have art. Celebrations just because it's beautiful, and mm-hmm. we, we should turn our cameras on the world God has created. Like yeah. that is an act of worship, just in itself, I would say. Mm-hmm. And we're not, if we don't do that, we shouldn't expect any sort of change in the quality of what yeah. Christian artists are putting out. Yeah. Cool. Just one real quick question. Um, so I think
1: a root of all of this is this sort of dichotomy between truth and feeling, uh, or didactic and experience, how how do we help marry those two? Can those be married?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think they, I I think pitting them against each other, like as if it's one or the other, um, is not helpful. And, um, I, I think it's kind of the head and the heart idea, like, um, ray orland said at this conference ggc west that christianity is a is a whole person kind of holistic reality it involves the head and the heart Um, it involves accuracy and beauty and i think that's so helpful like too often we kind of resort to one or the other kind of go to our camps whichever one you lean to um and i think we need to have both and Yes, there's a place for truth, and defending the truth is so important, and yeah. clarity on the truth is so important. We don't want to, like, kind of celebrate ambiguity in the name of art, you know, like when it comes to the gospel. but Well, truth,
3: things that are true about God in this world should yeah. impact our heart in such a way that drives us yeah. to worship. Yes. I mean, it's just truth for the sake of truth that does nothing to the heart of the individual It's just empty. The truth that testifies of who God is stirs your affections in worship. And that's the way it's intended to be. When We separate the two. It's it's not complete. It's not right. That's good.
1: You've been listening to the Gospel Coalition podcast. For more gospel-centered resources, visit thegospelcoalition.org. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Learn more and join us at tgc.org slash donate.